Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie here with Alexis, and we are very excited to be back. As always, we are every single time. We <laughs> love recording these podcasts um, and talking about topics that are on our hearts and minds. And today we are talking about discerning the voice of God versus our own, or discerning the voice of God versus Satan. How do we know when is God talking to us? When is it? our own sinful desires? When is it Satan? When is it just something from left field that's not God? How can we distinguish between the voice of truth, the voice of God versus our own or versus um, something that is not what we want to listen to? So um, we just were talking about this a little bit ago and, and talking about some of the ways that we can really be sure that we're listening to God and maybe some of the ways in our own life that we talk to God and we are distinguishing between some of the lies from the devil and the truth of, of God. So we will dive into it and and talk about this because I think it's very it, just hard at times to think about, okay, is this really the path that I should be following? Is this from God or is this my own sinful nature? Is this, you know, something that I shouldn't be doing? So kind of how can we navigate that and how can we distinguish between the two? Yeah. And I think too, it can be hard. Like I know for myself, you want to distinguish between like, okay, what do I want? And then what does God want for me? And obviously mm -hmm. I do believe that God gives you certain passions and certain um, just desires of your heart. Um, but it's like, like you said, distinguishing between the two and um, the definition of spiritual discernment is the ability to tell the difference between truth and error. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I think that sticks out to me is that we have to know what truth is and we have to, um, we have to dive into God's word and we have to actually know him to to discern what the world says versus what God says. And, um, you know, I was kind of going through some notes and stuff. And there was one point in a commentary that I was reading, and it was just saying that um, wisdom, godly wisdom is completely unattainable um, via the world. We can't do it without God. We have to be diving into his word. And it doesn't mean necessarily that like knowledge and education and things like that are bad, but it just means that we can't obtain that spiritual knowledge and God's truth when we're just seeking it from the world or from higher education. And I think I see that a lot when people go to college is when you see, um, even if they came from Christian homes, you see that separation of um, their like need and their want to know Christ. You mm -hmm. see them kind of walking like, well, I'm, I'm educated and I know so many things now because I'm in college. And like, mm -hmm. that is just worldly knowledge. That's not the knowledge that you could only get from getting to know God, getting in your Bible, praying, doing all those things. And, um, Ultimately, we just have to ask God as well, like, is this from you or is this my own passion or from the world? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I think that it's interesting to see when people go to college and how that kind yeah. of shifts. You start, there's so much information, especially when you go to like a secular mm -hmm. college. Thankfully, my parents made me go to a Christian college. I didn't want to, but they made me. And I'm so grateful that they did because, mm -hmm. you know, it's already hard enough, I think, trying to stay grounded when the world is so loud and so just tempting, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. 
definitely going off of what you said about the higher education and the pressure of just that culture in general of, okay, this is all being all knowing is having a degree, having a PhD, having a master's, having this higher education, the longer you're in education, the smarter, the, the more wisdom you have, which actually the Bible says that's not true. As you were saying that wisdom does not come from man, wisdom comes from God. And so how can we build a relationship with the Lord? Well, we're given the word of God in the Bible. And so if we are not in the word, if we are not seeking God, he gave us this amazing gift in his word. And so if we're not actively pursuing that, then we really are not gaining wisdom at all. Um, I know myself, just on a personal note in college, that's when I started to kind of drift away. And looking back and reflecting, I think it was a lot of the pressure that I felt from higher education to, you know, question everything and like that religion, like that's, and they don't even actually present that to the table. It's almost like, well, that's a myth. And so here's actually what's true and it's science and, and all of these things that actually have kind of ebb and flow in terms of um, being being actually true or not, because there's a lot, lot of scientific conclusions that yeah. have been disproven. Um, and I think the more that you actually yep. study science, you realize that, wow, there has to be an intelligent design because of the, this, just the vast, just, oh my goodness, all the details that are in even just a simple cell of the human body. Um, and so I yeah. think for sure, I myself, the more I was in kind of that higher education, the more it was like, okay, I'm smart. And so it then created this attitude of pride, this attitude of, well, I have wisdom now, so I don't need to go to the source of truth, which was which is the word. Um, but in reality, I was actually becoming more like the world and and a lesser reflection of Christ. And so where's the first place yeah. that that we can start? It's by seeking the Lord. And how can we best do that? Well, there's multiple ways we can do that. But one of the main ones is seeking him ourselves in the word of God, which is in it's, it's right in front of us. And so we have access to that praise God, especially here in the United States and uh, where we're recording. And if we have international listeners who are in countries where you don't, you aren't persecuted for having the Bible. I mean, that's incredible. And so we have access to the word of God. And so are we seeking him and his truth in the word and what he says, or are we listening to other sinful fallen humans? So where are we going for truth? Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, discernment really comes from wisdom and, you know, wisdom is God given Um, in second Corinthians kind of going back to like our inability to obtain actual knowledge and discernment or like God, spiritual knowledge, Mm -hmm. not knowledge. Um, But second Corinthians four, four says in their case, the God of the world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So ultimately the devil's role is to keep us blind and to keep us distracted in any type of way that he can. So Mm -hmm. if that is through any type of deception where like, you know, can we kind of see that in like your truth and my truth, that's kind of what I was like thinking of. Um, And People don't want to say that there's only one universal truth that's God's truth. And that's, 
you're so wise because without God, we're fools. So we can't be wise without him. There's no such thing as this wisdom because we're always going to choose something that is deceptive or the error, you know, and we won't have that ability to, to distinguish between the two. Right. Um, right. Are there times like in your life where you thought that God is leading me here and then you kind of figure it out like, okay, God is not leading me here. And it was more like yeah. your own personal desires. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think probably one of the biggest examples would be, well, kind of in my transition from high school and college into the real world was my education. And I have a degree in finance. And I had this dream of becoming CEO and, you know, CFO, whatever, and climbing the corporate ladder. And, you know, I basically just majored in finance because I, it was like, well, that can be extremely lucrative. And my specialization was, this is kind of hilarious investments. And so like kind of going that route and, and making a lot of money. And that was my goal. And then I got into the corporate world and I just felt God pulling me to the fitness industry and to helping women most, but, you know, really mentoring women. And and, and I was like, I was like, but I don't have a degree in this. I don't have, uh, like, I'm, I was scared, but I felt that that pull. And then I remember specifically someone said, who was of the world said, well, there's no money there. So like, why would you even give that a go? And I remember at the time thinking, yeah, yeah. I guess like, if I really want a lot of money, I need to stay in the financial industry and I need to pursue this. Yeah. Um, and so it was that pull and that like I was really seeking more so monetary success as opposed to where God yeah. is leading me. And a lot of times, this is important yeah. for people to remember, a lot of times when God is calling you somewhere, he's going to be using your testimony as a part of the difference that you make in other people's lives. So for example, just on a, you know, in my personal story, I really struggled with nutrition. I really struggled with consistency in my training. And ironically, God is using that struggle as my ministry to help other people now. And so I think a lot of times our, just our logic is sort of like, well, that doesn't make worldly sense because that won't make the most money. That won't lead to the most success. That won't lead to the, you know, all these things. And God can sometimes just throw yeah. a curveball in there and be like, well, I want you there. Um, so it, it really yeah. is. Okay. If we're listening to the voice of God, are we reflecting mm-hmm. Christ-like characteristics and seeking money and monetary gain? First of all, is very selfish is very worldly, is very focused on what's in it for me, how much money, material possessions. We're essentially making that our God. And that is not the fruit of the spirit. That is not the characteristics of the Lord. So if you take a moment to think about what are my motivations, what is my focus on? And this is Galatians 5, 19 through 23. I had this verse um, just that as I was doing, writing some notes for this podcast and just thinking about it, this is a really applicable verse for this. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, et cetera. It goes through these lists of things. I warn you, those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kind. So 
okay, are we thinking about where are our thoughts or something we feel called to? Is it from selfish ambition? Because if it is, it's not from God. So we have to look at God clearly tells us what is from him and what isn't. And so we really have to take the time to think about the root of our desire and the root of our motivation. And is that from God or is this, is that just a lie from the from the devil that, well, you need to make more money. You need to be more popular. You need to be yeah. just self, 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 self. It's probably not from God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like discernment doesn't come from a place of insecurity. And I think a lot of the times for me, like that was kind of figuring that out that like, okay, if I'm feeling insecure about whatever it is a career move or a relationship mm-hmm. or something like that. And then I act on it because out of my insecurity, I feel like I need yeah. to do something, you know, right. to fix this, it's better. Like that's typically not a voice that is from God. Um, and in your notes, you were talking about how there's this peace that comes from God when the decision is right. It's not we don't get anxious. We don't get um, nervous or just like indecisive because God gives us clarity and he mm-hmm. promises that to us. And so he, it, it, when he speaks, it's not necessarily a loud voice or always like go this way. Like, I think that a lot of the times it's, you're getting in your word and you're praying and you're seeking, and you're getting to know God. And mm-hmm. um, in Proverbs one, it talks about how, um, wisdom and discernment is like a person that you're wanting to get to know. I guess that was in um, Mm. Proverbs 1 verses 20 through 33. It's someone that you can get to know, not just, it's not just given to you. And I think it's something that you can also pray for and ask God for wisdom Mm -hmm. and discernment. It doesn't come from not being disciplined and being practiced. That has to be, you know, we have to practice um, just, knowing truth from the lies and, and the world, there's so many lies in the world. So it's really hard to, um, you know, keep up with whatever's new and upcoming and Mm -hmm. whatever the new truth is or whatever, just like, I always think that, um, how now, like they're trying to say that there's no such thing as gender. And I'm like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. this is a truth that we've known for literally forever. What you choose to be is up to you. But at the end of the day that I know that God created man and woman, and he created those two to be together specifically. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. is truth. And, um, in one of the things that I was studying, we talked about this before, um, I was, um, if you guys are looking for a good resource, gotquestions.org has, you can literally just like type in a topic and they'll give you like a whole little study and verses and all this Mm -hmm. stuff on whatever topic you're looking for. It's a great resource, but basically in um, that study, they were talking about, um, they use the example of counterfeit money and they were talking about how someone doesn't study fake money because there's so many different types. So as soon as you turn around, someone is making a new type of money, Um, but they study the real, they become very, very intimate with what is real. They study everything about it. They know every mark, they know every detail. And that's the same way that we can develop our discernment is by studying the word of God and getting to know him so intimately that when truth comes our, or when a lie comes our way, it's not even a thought in our minds because we know that that is not from the voice of God. And we really just discern in that sense, but it comes from studying and developing that, not just like, let me pray that I have discernment and then you do nothing about it. Right. So I thought that was a good example. Yeah, I think that that's, that was really good. And I, we also mentioned like 
relationships, just with people. Yeah. And if you have healthy relationships in your life, you can easily, if some someone comes along who's uh, very manipulative, who's very controlling, etc. If you don't seek any sort of relationship in your life, and you're just an isolationist, and someone comes along and is extremely manipulative and a you know a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, you'll be easily manipulated because you don't actually yeah. have um, the knowledge of like, okay, what does a healthy relationship look like, and what am I strive? Yeah. What what is the word of God telling me? The characteristics of the fruit of the spirit, and so the same thing with knowing the voice of God and hearing from Him. Um, if we're not actively seeking that and and like you said, pursuing this knowledge of the word of God and what God says about truth and what God says is right and wrong, then if something comes along our way, we'll be easily manipulated and, and convinced otherwise if we just kind of sit yeah. there and don't do anything. So we're called to action. We're not called to complacency. Um, and I think also, you know, one thing that's yeah. super important that uh, I was thinking about is you know, making sure that you have people in your life who you're surrounding yourself with people in your life who are rooted in the truth. Now, are they always going to be right? No. You know, we're humans, we fall, we're, we're sinful and, and we get things wrong. But yeah. the thing is, as a body of Christ, if we're seeking the Lord and we're around each other, supporting one another, uplifting one another, but also um, calling each other out when we need to be, uh, it can also act as a... Yeah a check on maybe if we think, oh yeah, this is good. And then we yeah. kind of justify it in our mind because we really want this thing, but it's actually not from God, but yet we're really good at justifying it. Um, and people in our life who are Christians, who are seeking God, who are seeking that truth can say, well, actually here in the word, it says this. So yeah. maybe that isn't from God. And so having those people in your life who yeah. aren't just going to tell you, yes, 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 yes. But who are going to present yeah, exactly. to you the word of God actually in addition um, to yeah. your own seeking of God and your own reading of the word, that is tremendous. And and we're all we all fall short and we can't be we can't be perfect all the time. And so having other people who can kind of come in when maybe we have a moment of weakness or we are um, just really trying to gratify our flesh and justify things, um, we can have those other people who remind us, hey, actually, I, this is what the word says. So maybe that isn't from God. Do a little bit more research on that. Um, and, and so having that accountability and that community is super important. Yeah. 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 You have to have people speaking truth into your life. And I think we talked about that. What episode was that? I don't remember, but we talked about, didn't we talk about truth? Or yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't remember what episode it was, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I think that is so, so important. Like I love that community aspect that you brought up because we do, I think sometimes people like to invite people into their lives that do tell them what they like to hear. And I know that even for me, sometimes with my friends, I feel like at times I can be like the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Cause like, I've always, even since I was very, very young, like if I thought that this wasn't right, maybe it wasn't like, even when I was younger, like maybe it wasn't necessarily like rooted in like the Bible, but I'm like, I knew that this wasn't right when it came from like God's standards. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I always have had a very 
like good moral compass. So when I saw friends or someone or even myself, but friends doing something that I thought was just like wrong, like I was always quick to tell them, no, you shouldn't move in with your boyfriend. You're a Christian. You grew up this way. You know what God requires of you. And I was like, you can make all the excuses you want and you can ask me to accept it, but I'm not because I have to be the only person that tells you what the truth is because we know better, you know? And like, <laughs> I like, and I was always that friend, like my friends, I had, I have two in mind that are that I'm specifically thinking of. And I remember I had one friend who literally just stopped telling me like the bad things she was doing because she knew that I was going to be like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't grow up this way. We have a really good foundation. Like, why are you you know, seeking these things, but the world is so tempting. So I do understand and giving that grace is understandable, but like, you know, speaking that truth in love and being like, I don't care that you think this is the right thing because I know that this is not what God has called you to do. And, um, yeah. And, and I actually found the verse in Proverbs that I, um, was talking about, sorry, skipping around, but, um, it was okay. Now I just lost it. So <laughs> Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, Proverbs one twenty three. when we're talking about asking God for um, discernment, it says, come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and mm -hmm. make you wise. Um, and we know that God, when he speaks in scripture, those are promises. Those are not like, oh, you know, this is a great idea. These are actual biblical promises. And God, when you speak God's truth back to them, he, or back to him, he hears you and is reminded of his truth. Not that he forgot, but my dad always tells me this when you, when you pray and you also like superset your prayer with the verses and what God has actually said, he is going to meet you in that place because he is a promise keeper. And so my dad always taught us like when we pray to make sure that like when we're asking or, um, you know, whatever it might be that we're praying for to make sure that you're finding verses that actually, align with the things that you're asking and repeating God's promises back to him. Um, mm -hmm. And that also like reassures us, which I think is really important too, that like, we're not just kind of just praying random prayers, but we actually know, okay, this is God's truth. And I'm going to pray those prayers knowing that he is faithful to, um, to, you know, to meet those needs. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's all he taught us how to pray. Yeah, for sure. That actually reminds me of John, 15, seven, there's a lot of verses that talk about this, but yeah. John 15, seven is, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. So what does remain mean? And yeah. so I think we have to wrestle with that too. Like, are we actually relying on God throughout the day for these decisions that we're making for, you know, who we date, who we are friends with, what mm -hmm. decision we make, what job we take, where we move? Like, are we actually seeking God? Are we remaining in him yeah. or are we just kind of making the decision and then asking God to bless it? And that's something that I have absolutely been guilty of in my own life, just making a decision. And then I reflect on it and, and I haven't consulted with God. I haven't um, prayed about it. I have not um, sought Christian counsel on this at all or gone to someone who I trust and who can give me some godly wisdom. And so I think that that's super important as well. Yeah. Are we making decisions then asking God to bless it or are we actually seeking him and yeah. remaining in him and um, and making those decisions yeah. alongside prayer and alongside community and alongside all of these things that we talked about um, in our decision making? And it could mm -hmm. be a small decision too. I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh gosh, 
like I need wisdom. God, please grant me wisdom. And uh, this is James 1, 5 is if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So we will be given wisdom if we ask for it. And I think most of the times, I don't know about you, but in my life where I felt like I haven't had wisdom or discernment about something, it's because I didn't ask and I just was making a decision on my own. But when I truly seek him and ask for his guidance, I can't remember a time where I haven't been given that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's so easy to become like spiritually lazy in the sense of, um, yeah, but just not asking God and not actually trying to develop and practice that discernment in the sense of, um, getting to know God and to actually, instead of just, um, you know, I, I think for me, like, like you said, like I have totally made decisions off of like, you know, like I have pretty good judgment. Like I, I make good decisions throughout my life. So like I can make these, you know, decisions that really, I think all decisions require God's blessing and, um, and, you know, just, that discernment, but like, especially on big things, sometimes I will be really hasty because I, it's almost like you don't want to hear a no. So mm. it's kind of just like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this. And if it works out, then that means it was a yes. And if it doesn't, then that means it was a no. Like I am notorious for that. And I'm very like, I, I'm not really scared to like try new things. So mm. I think a lot of the times, like, especially for me and um, with our business and stuff, God has had to just like, he stripped us of everything and he had to make us so completely reliable on him. And I always tell people that my relationship with God grew more in the last four years of having this gym because we've had to be so reliant and in every type of way, not just financially, but just from moving buildings multiple times and like not necessarily having the credit to be into a commercial lease. And like there's all these things that just seem too mm -hmm. big for us to accomplish. And God, we pray over something. We pray over a building. We ask God, make a way for us. If this is where we're supposed to be. Like make it like make a way, you know? And like, I think sometimes in other situations, we would try to rush into something and then it didn't end up working out. So then it was, you know, it, it became very difficult to, if we got into the wrong building and we had to deal with a landlord that was horrible. I mean, that's happened to us too, where when God was leading us specifically, I always think of like when we've moved, cause we've moved a couple of times now, um, God has put us in two specific buildings that we did not qualify to be in. And we have the most amazing landlord. He always worked with us in our first like year or two or our old landlord in the first year or two. And we just couldn't make rent. Like we were a new business. We couldn't make rent. And we just had to rely on God's grace and, and just being like, I know God put us in this building because no other landlord would be like, Oh yeah, it's okay. Like don't pay rent. And, and you don't have to pay me back. Like pay rent when you can, like that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that like God's hands been so over that, but he's taught us more so, I guess, spiritual maturity and that we had to be so dependent and reliant on him because we couldn't do half the things that we've done or all the things that we've done mm -hmm. by ourselves. Like God has just constantly give us, given us these blessings that were so undeserving or even loans and things that we've gotten that we just don't even meet like the simple qualifications. And God's like, and mm -hmm. here's a blessing. So mm -hmm. I think it's like just, just simply asking God, but then just 
making sure that that relationship isn't just constant asking to, um, mm -hmm. not just necessarily for like blessings, obviously constantly asking for discernment, but like, um, I think a lot of the times two people have relationship with God. That's just constant asking. It's like, Oh, well, I need money or I need, I don't know, a boyfriend or I need, you know, this or that. But like, the thing is, is that God is so much more, it's relational and it's about, I want more intimacy with Christ. I want to grow more with Christ. And like when we're seeking him and we get that wisdom and discernment, it kind of only just makes you want to keep going back for more mm -hmm. because you actually understand God deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can't live off of milk. You have to move over to the meat at some point. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of, a rant, but yeah, <laughs> no, that was good. That was a good rant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what you said about just asking for things too. think about that. Like with an earthly relationship, if you have that friend who just comes to you when they need something like, yeah, of course there are times when you're in need and you go to your friends, yeah. but if that's the only, the only time you're reaching out to someone, is that really a genuine relationship? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think we can apply that to our earthly, earthly relationships. Are we truly like seeking to grow the relationship by spending time together and by um, sharing parts of your life? And like, same thing with God, like he wants to be in our life and he won't force it on us. Yeah. So he's not no. going to just, you know, make us do anything. We have free will. So I think that's mm -hmm. the beautiful part of it, but it also is hard because yeah. a lot of times we, just put the world first or put our selfish desires or, um, you know, we're listening to the lies of Satan because we're just easily, we're just easily convinced that that's the truth. Maybe because we aren't spending time yeah. with God and spending time in his word, spending time with yeah. believers. So we really have no way of distinguishing truth. So, um, I think that's super important to make sure that you're rooting yourself continually and consistently. And so it's more easily, you can more easily distinguish truth versus lies. Um, and that really comes mm -hmm. down to so many different things. I mean, it could be a decision you're making or a relationship you're entering or whatever yeah. it may be. And I think a lot of times too, I've seen this with um, just friends recently in, in relationships that maybe aren't God honoring or are dysfunctional. It's like you justify it and you're like, well, but well, but, you know, and I've done that so much in different things, but it's like, okay, if you actually take like your emotions out of it and your, your desires, like what, do, what would God say about that and how that person treats you or what you guys are, are doing as far as how you're pursuing a dating relationship or whatever it may be, like, is it God honoring or are you just yeah. making, like, are you making excuses for it because you just desire it so much and you don't want to be lonely? Um, so there's different aspects yeah. of, of life. And truly, I think every single day, every single day we need to be um, seeking God in the decisions we make. And even if it seems like a small decision, um, seeking him and, and he is, very pleased with that. Um, and he loves to be a part of our yeah. life and, and wants the best for us. And Romans 8, 28 is one of my first favorite verses um, and talks about just God works all things to good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And I think we like to take that first part yeah. of it and say, oh, everything works out to, for my good for those who are called according to his purposes. <laughs> I can so, do whatever I want. 
Right, right. Uh So, okay. So are we being called to like, are we following his path for our life and seeking him and called to his purposes, not called to my purposes? So um, I think that's an important part of the verse Um, and uh, making sure that we know our living part. part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess um, kind of like two takeaways, like practical ways that you can um, start developing discernment would be obviously to ask and pray to God that he would reveal his truths to you um, through his word. And then also to train and practice um, just there is a um, a verse that I was talking about, um, with the solid food and it's Hebrews five fourteen, And it says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So it does take constant practice and, um, and discernment is revealed through Christ and it's developed over time and it's developed through spending that time. So really spend time with God, spend time in the word. And, um, and you have to develop that by knowing God's truth. That's literally the only way that, um, that we're actually able to gain wisdom and discernment, not through mm-hmm. knowledge or anything mm-hmm. of the world, just through God, um, and seeking him. And it's such a simple thing. I think that people almost mm-hmm. don't like that. You don't have to be the smartest, like, you know, or the most savvy or whatever. It's just, it's simply coming to Christ and getting to know him and just mm-hmm. understanding his word and his truth. That's literally mm-hmm. it. So, which yeah. is awesome. The requirements, I think, are like anyone can meet them, but you just have to meet God first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's encouraging for people who maybe feel unqualified. No one's unqualified. Um, God loves to take the most unlikely individual and use use that person for his purposes. And we see that all throughout the Bible. Um, But I think it's he gets so much joy out of that because the yeah. world says one thing and God says another. And God says that each person has unique value and has a just is was created in the image of God. And so if you feel like you're not worthy or you don't have the education or you don't have the whatever it may be, that literally does not matter. Um, if you're seeking God and you're seeking his yeah. truth and, and you are seeking his wisdom in your life and following his ways. So um, I think that's encouraging for everyone because we all always have that, I think, that imposter syndrome of like, well, I'm not good enough. And I don't have, you know, blah, 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 like all the at different points in our life in different situations. Um, but that doesn't matter because you have the God of the universe on your side. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. I love it. We will see you guys in a couple of weeks for a new show. Bye. Bye.